stocked on top of stocked on top of stocked. That's what we're going to be doing this weekend. Uh, super wild card weekend. It's the Rams. There's, there's, there's. You getting a after it? You're gonna have a have a few on Saturday, uh, or are you trying to you know prep for Sunday? Have a lot on Sunday. Can you get it? Get it? Can it be both? Can, I, I don't know if I'm going to get after it necessarily because I got a lot uh, going on. Emily, you might not know this about me, but I got a lot of baseball games I got to attend oh, that's this crazy. weekend. that's crazy. Lots of family so to take care of. I've, and got, I've got people Oh, you got life. a family <laughs> you care about. I have a life. Oh. <laughs> I do. I do care about them, and I'm going to go support them, uh, but- well, I need to be foot, a dad. Foot, football is important, <laughs> too, and having a few with football is kind of like my thing. It's one of, one of my favorite things. Football also, for. You know what else I'm really good at, Emily? Going out and playing golf what? and having a good time, too. All week long, we've been getting you ready for the Genesis Invitational at Riv, Riviera Country Club. Tournament starts on February 15th. Be sure to be listening next Tuesday, the Travis Slee Show, live imaging Tuesday, when we announce the grand prize winner, who will be playing with me, the Dream Foursome at Riv, on Monday, January 22nd. And Slee, like you said, I like to boast occasionally. I'm fun to play golf with. Whoever gets to play golf with me will have a good time. Why are I you can, such a good time to play golf Because with? I play fast. I have good stories. Um, I, I don't take it very seriously. I can play reasonably well. Uh, I, and he's I hammered. Can, I can keep up. Do you I, give if you pointers? Have, no. And if you ask me, sure. Mm. Ne- okay. Golf etiquette 101, never offer someone a tip unless they ask for it. If you ask me, hey, how do you hit that shot? I can offer it to you. Or, hey, man, I can't figure out how to do this. Like, do what you would know you do, do here? Or- yeah, fine. Now I have to. If we ever play, Trav, the first thing I'm going to do is start offering tips for you. <laughs> yeah, but see, I know, I know what that's worth. I don't oh, have to worry really about it like that. that. The worst thing is, I have clubs is in my car. when somebody who's terrible – Oh, you know, you had your you had your right elbow inside, dude. You can't that's get the ball good. in the air. Yeah, that's, that's what are you what are you what are you doing giving me tips? You know, you you've got two left shoes on and you're telling me what to do. Yeah, that's that that's <laughs> um, not gonna. Happen. Also, speaking of like football weekend, we're, we have NFL Network up here in the studio, and it keeps on showing. They're doing a lot of Bill Belichick things. They had Stephen Belichick and now Brian Belichick up there. What do you think those guys are gonna do? Uh, now their dad's no longer with the organization. Those guys will go to whatever the next stop on the Belichick train is. Right. If that's in Atlanta, Bill, what is it, uh, Brian and It's Brian Steven. and Steven. Brian and Steven will be decked out head-to-toe Falcons gear. <laughs> Do you think Bill will bring them along? I would imagine if he wants them to come along, they're going to come along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? I mean, you, you're going to tell Bill Belichick, hey, we'd love nope. to hire you, but you got to leave your boys at home? I, I don't think Not so. Happening. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I want to go back to your question, Slee. That you, it's an interesting question. That if because Otani went from a crap organization yep. to the team that is, you know, arguably the the most well run, not the best winning, but the most well run organization, will people? And he's got seven hundred million, and basically created this vacuum where all the good players are coming to. And, LA. and, and it's not just the Otani piece, right? It's everything that happened after yes. that. Oh, for and sure. it's because Otani allowed that to happen by deferring the money. So will the people's perception of, hey man, God, I wish this guy were on a great team. Why can't the Angels get it together? Why can't they have him to Man, this guy, look, look at what yeah, they, I mean, they win every night. This is this isn't even any fun to watch. I think it'll happen, but it's gonna take a lot of time. For instance, next year, even if you're not a Dodger fan, you can be rooting against the Dodgers. You want to watch this guy do his thing. Of course you, you do. You you want to watch him hit his home runs. And he's not the least bit unlikable. He's an incredibly likable guy. So I think it's gonna take what the the way it could happen 
is if the Dodgers win 115 games and just blow through the playoffs and win the World Series. And next year they come in again and they win 109 games and they blow through the playoffs and they go to another World Series. That if it just becomes this is unfair and he's the reason it's unfair, then maybe you look at it a certain way. But if they're still kind of what they are and yeah. sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not in the playoffs, then no. I think he's just too likable of a dude. It's not It's not a good comp at all. But I just I think of – we used to root for LeBron when he was in Cleveland. Everybody did, right? That there was this – um, It was an underdog story. It was, man, the Cavs – when's the last time Cleveland has won anything? When's the last time they've won a championship? And it was easy to root for that story. And before you knew it, LeBron's getting to the NBA Finals. I forgot how old he was, but they're going up against Tim 16. Duncan and the San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> Might as well have been 16. <laughs> right. Um but in it, that that famous quote of Tim Duncan telling him after the game, he's like, "Hey, thanks for letting us get one," and he's basically saying, "Like, you know, you're going to own the league here coming. for the next ten, fifteen years, or whatever the case is." But when he left that team and went to Miami, everyone, you know, and, and I, I know the circumstances are not the same, and I'm not trying to compare apples to apples, but he then went on a team where overnight LeBron James became. Hey, I don't know if I like this guy. And I'm not telling you that's Otani. What I'm telling you is that Otani's going from a franchise that was so irrelevant to, like you mentioned, he's joining the Dodgers team with Freddie, with Mookie, with you know Bueller coming back, Yamamoto. with Yamamoto, with Glass. He's he's joining a team that you know it's almost like well how the hell do you compete against this but i think that's a good point unless they just have they come out the gate and have tremendous success and win a world series right out the gate maybe that 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 churns over time if it becomes to the point where the sport is not competitive the way it was with golden state with kevin durant where it's like this is this is a joke this we're not even, there's no even point to watch this then i don't think it's it'll happen comp. the 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 reason i don't think it's going to happen baseball doesn't work like that the Dodgers are not going to win five World Series in a row. The Dodgers are not even going to go to the World Series five years in a row. They might not go two or three years in a row. They're going to go because they just have too many good good guys. But you can't stack the deck like that the way you can with the basketball. Durant, Curry, Thompson, Green, come on, man. Like Iguodala, Livingston, yeah, go down the list. There, yeah. there's, there's, no, there's no counter to that, right, unless – Draymond kicks people in the groin and, and you know they yeah. just get a just, quick little groin kick groin <laughs> shot exactly it's a and speaking of of the NBA you know what I'm done with Al what's that the in-season tournament why because there has been so much misdirected attention to this thing for one reason and one reason only okay the Lakers won it if any team in the league other than the Lakers had won that tournament, we would have turned the page and moved on from it. So, But, hey, the in-season tournament, is is this why they're struggling? They look so good in the in-season tournament. The in-season tournament, what are they going to do here? Why can't they rediscover the groove there? Guys, it, they played well for a couple of weeks at exactly the right time against some pretty crappy teams or teams like Phoenix that were missing some of their guys. The in-season tournament was just a random occurrence of events where they caught it at the right time. They happened to be playing well. The format isn't why they're struggling right now. Having to get up real high isn't why they're struggling real now. right now. They're struggling because they just aren't very good. They're not terrible. They're not great. They're a 500 basketball team. It had nothing to do with the IST. Can we just pretend that that never happened and try to figure out how to get better from there? I don't think we can. 
And I think, listen, has it been blown out of proportion? Of course it has. What I think hasn't helped the Lakers is by the time that in-season tournament was done, they were 14-9. and So, And they were fighting for that number three spot in the Western Conference with Denver. And then here we sit today after Phoenix was up another 35 points at the end of the first quarter. Um, they're 5-11 and 11 since the in-season tournament. I don't think people – I mean, listen, maybe people want to talk about the in-season tournament. I, I don't. I certainly don't. I, and we, we, you and I have already gave, gave, gave our opinion. I thought the in-season tournament was fun. Sure. I thought it was different. I thought it was unique. I didn't have any issues with it. But – I think the problem is and why it does go back to that, they played so great for a window and then they were five games over 500. And now they're so far the other way, they're a game below 500. They're in 10th place in the Western Conference. They've gone 5-11 and 11 since then that, yes, it's been blown out of proportion, but I think everyone's trying to figure out well, what the hell happened. And, and maybe they are just an average team like you, you, know, like you mentioned. But the extreme highs and lows through just 39 games with that in-season tournament in the middle of it, I think it did throw everybody off. Why? It's it's entirely explainable. They played bad teams. Or they New Orleans play, or, isn't okay. The, the, New Orleans isn't a bad team, but the, the them beating New Orleans is yeah okay fine. You beat New but, Orleans. But can I, can I stop you for a second when you say they played bad teams? They're losing to bad teams now. I, I get it, but that's that's my point. You're going to win some good teams against bad teams. You're going to lose. They this is who they are. They just had a little bit of a hot streak at the right time. It had nothing to do with the IST. It's just at that moment, they were a little bit better. And since then, they've been a little bit worse. They're a 500 team. So you don't think you don't think during that in-season tournament that they played more, that they played different than they have since then? I do. Because I think they have played different. I, I, I think that they, they uh, it was important to them to win that I thing. I agree with and, that. And, I agree it was important to them, but I don't think that the reason we're, we are where we are right now through 39 games is because that they – I almost said something I shouldn't say – because they expended too much energy too early in the season, that they decided to you know uh, uh, blow through all their ammunition in December as opposed to save it for later in the season. I don't – maybe in the moment, and, and to your point, Slee, maybe for a game or two after the, the hangover of the IST – thing was a month ago you know what i mean it's like what, what are so we they still have a talking 16 about game, so they have a 16 game ago that's what i'm saying like I, I get it in the short term but right now it's like it's just crazy it's yeah. just crazy to me like well you know maybe it, no it's not they need to get better they need to play harder this isn't a an ist thing this is a you don't have enough horsepower and, and because the two guys you do have that are awesome they're doing their thing the rest of these guys need to get going and it's not ist related well I, I think something you just said there is probably the most it's probably talked about least the guys that they depended on through that playoff run last year delo Rui, austin reeves jared vanderbilt Everybody has regressed. Everybody has. Maybe you could say Austin Reeves is still the same, uh, but maybe. even him so far, yeah, maybe. and maybe. I mean, yeah. listen, in, in January, yesterday on the broadcast, TNT on the broadcast, and Reggie Miller kept pointing it out. He's like, Bradley Beal and, and Devin Booker, and I know these are prolific scorers, every time they saw Austin Reeves in front of them, they're like, yeah, we're going to go after him. We're going to go oh, after they him were, every single Reggie possession. Reggie was talking about that last night on the telecast. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I, I think – if the vision was we have enough, look what we did last year. We got to the Western Conference. 
all those guys are not the same players. Vando is a shell of himself. You want to say injuries, fine, but that doesn't, you know, it, it, he's still playing games and he's not the same player. Rui's been in and out of the lineup, and frankly, when he's been in the lineup, he's been the Rui he's been his whole career, not the playoff run. Um, D'Lo, I don't need to get into. I think, you know, a lot of people are assuming D'Lo's probably not going to be a Laker by the time we get to February 10th or 8th or whatever that date is. So it's a combination of a lot of things, but also just that their players are not producing, period. Everybody but the top two. And and everybody else needs to pick their game up or they got to go get new guys. And I think both of those things are going to have to happen if they're going to go where they want to go because this group doesn't feel like it has it at the, at the moment and it doesn't feel like they're going to find it anytime soon. We'll talk yeah. more about that coming up in a bit. And Slee, hey, no big deal. No big deal. We're just about to have two of the coldest NFL games in history and one oh, of them might have 60-mile-an-hour wins. Everything oh, is fine. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Bud Light was brewed to be a delicious and easy-to-drink beer. They got it right, too. Even when the little things in life are hard, like when the game's going into overtime, you have more time to enjoy it and open up a fresh Bud Light. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Pick up Bud Light at your local retailer today. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I like that guy talking about Matthew Stafford. He sounds like he knows what he's talking about. He's very he happy. Sounds like he should have a Rams podcast. He, there's, there, there's a lot in there that sounds like I find pretty good. Post potential to me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, I that Sunday night game is a is an interesting one because I'm looking forward to it all week long. Obviously. Got a couple of games on Saturday. Got a couple of games on Sunday morning. Uh, one on Sunday morning, one on Sunday afternoon. Like I, I'm going to be in a football just frenzy by the time we get to to Sunday night because I'm yeah. you know obviously going to watch all the other things coming up to it. I yep. I can't wait for it. And funny thing too, so uh, the Emmys are going to happen like right in our back door on Sunday. So they're at the Peacock Theater, uh, formerly Microsoft Theater, and so we've been seeing them set up for it. And so while we're in the conference room watching the game, I might be looking over in the window and is seeing that something you might have some interest Brian in? Brian Cox in? and like I don't know Jeremy <laughs> Jeremy Strong walking by. It's very cool for me that I might be having two of my favorite things at one time. I was gonna say no. Nobody would be more excited to get a glimpse of that that I can think of than you. Yeah, you, you, it's gonna be very cool. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. Yeah, I, I, what I'm most looking forward to, you know, the the award ceremony and everything else is when they um, move everything. <clears throat> they yeah. take everything down because Trev, 
I have to walk an extra mile and a half just to get into crypto. <laughs> Everything's closed off. It's closed off. It's very like, true. no, no, you can't exit closet. here. I'm like, I'm walking. Just can I go to crypto? Like, get back on the 110 walking. <laughs> you need an Uber to get back to get back near. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't line. know where to go. It's closed off. Okay, well, can we just have an opening? Where, where's the opening? It is a Bud Light Football Friday on 710. We're getting you ready for Super Wild Card Weekend. Do not miss Rams All Access. That's tonight at 7 with and the voice of the Rams. it's going to re-air on Sunday morning as well. So we're going to okay. re-air it tonight and Sunday morning. There you go. Tonight and Sunday morning, J.B. Long, voice of the Rams, Super Bowl champ DeMarco Farr. Uh, and be sure this weekend, like me, crack open a Bud Light or two. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Pick up Bud Light at your local convenience store today for Super Wild Card Weekend. Bud Light Football Friday, all day long on 710 ESPN. Um, you and I can be having a nice cold Bud Light Slee watching these things, but the folks in Kansas City and Buffalo <laughs> are going to want hot chocolate. Or so. I, I, don't, I don't know because it's going to be 900 degrees below okay, zero in both uh, those places. Uh, can you update everything here? Because I, I know, Em, you were trying to say what was happening. In- yeah. My mind can't process certain things. Like, it gets to yeah. 52 degrees here. I'm basically like, let's cancel everything. Why are we doing a show today? So, so tell us what's going on. Yeah, so the Bills and Steelers game um, could atten- potentially have wind gusts up to 65 sure. miles per hour. Yeah, not five miles per hour. 65 mile per hour wind gusts. So who knows? Josh Allen, like, cocks back for a throw, and then it just goes into the stands because of the wind gusts. And uh, <laughs> they could have almost a foot of snow. So it might be oh dangerous for people gosh. to travel in Buffalo. So there is actually kind of talks, um, some radio stations were talking about it, that um, Cleveland's stadium is being quote-unquote mobilized. So I don't know. I haven't heard the reports from Cleveland about this, but maybe that they could potentially move this game because it will be literally dangerous for people to attend and to play in this in the Let, weather. Let's talk about this for a second. The, the NFL has made it real clear they're going to play their games. If there's any way possible to play a game, they're going to play a game. Yeah. If it becomes to the point where it's dangerous for fans or players to get to a stadium, then maybe there's a, a change at that point. But I, I'd be really surprised if they don't play in Buffalo at the scheduled time that they're supposed to do it. I'll be shocked, too. I, me, 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 too. Um, can I tell you, I, I, because I don't care about the Steelers or the Bills in the sense that I want them to go to the Super Bowl and I want that yeah. to be as, yeah. as, as fair of a game as possible – I kind of have a little bit of a curiosity in seeing what football played in 60-mile-an-hour wind looks like. And a foot of snow. Right. Like, But we, we've seen some snowy games. We've seen some windy games. But both of those two things together – I mean, Josh Allen might have the strongest arm in the entire NFL. He's not throwing the ball through a 60-mile-an-hour wind. <laughs> Nobody is. Trav, you used to play – I know you, you did. Everybody played at some point. Wiffle ball, right? Sure. Where you're basically – you can just tell. If I throw – if I start the pitch behind the batter, it's going to end up in the strike zone. Literally, that's what these guys would have to do. It's – yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't think there's going to be a change that's made. I don't think the game will be played in Cleveland. I think there is curiosity just to kind of, well, what the hell does that look like? But I'm also going to be on my couch at home and not have to worry about any of it. So True. let's yeah. figure out With what the they space do. heater because it's 65 degrees T- here. Tell, yes. tell me that this wouldn't be the most Steelers way to win a game ever. Yes. That it's just a damn blizzard. It's going to be just running the ball. We're going to need that first one to six wins the game. 
and we're going to go out there and we're going to find a way there's a turnover or whatever and just one of the ugliest worst football games ever involves the Steelers and they're on the right side and of it. I will take it and then <laughs> right. Sean McDermott gets fired for some reason because the Bills need uh, Could you, someone well if they fired him because they want to go hire you know I, Bill Belichick or, or Mike Vrabel sure but if they lose because it's blowing 65 miles an yeah. hour and you're holding that against him that's a get him out of there to do it <laughs> it's more of a coin flip but yeah I, I think that well okay you're gonna th- find it to be novel for like one play but then you're gonna get tired because nothing is going to happen in this game because no one can do anything because we like offense there's going to be no offense in this game um but it's not the only game that's right. going to have like record colds kc in miami uh it might be one of the coldest games on record in the nfl in uh kc this weekend maybe potentially like negative 29 <laughs> with a uh, wind chill effect but here's about? the thing for mahomes and for tua mahomes record in games that are below freezing is incredibly good and Tua's is incredibly bad. No surprise. So um, I think that this is going to turn out to be a uh, secret weapon for Casey. Think about where Tua's played. Tua grew up in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Tua played at Alabama and Tua is on the Miami Dolphins. I mean of course his record is bad in the cold. Right? I mean, right. It's, and it's all Mahomes really knows, I mean, at least in the NFL. It's, yeah. yeah, in the NFL, he's played in cold weather all along. And, and oh, by the way, the, the Dolphins aren't that good. Yeah. Two is not that good. And, and it's, it's just, it's, it's that perfect combination of events. You're going to get a really weird result because of, mm-hmm. in these two, either in both or one of them, the weather's going to determine how these games go. How much money would it take for you guys to go to this game, to attend these games? Okay, I haven't been to one like this. I'll tell you a quick story. I went to the NFC Championship game. I'm going to get the year wrong. 1996 or 7, something like that. It was Carolina Panthers at Lambeau Field against the Packers. It was the Kerry Collins uh, Panthers against the Brett Favre Packers. And uh, I was working for Rome, and we went back to do a tour stop and to you know go, go to the game. 97? Okay. 96 season, 97 was it when There you, you go. So... It had snowed all week leading up to this game. The game when the game started, it actually was a pretty nice day. Like the the sun was out, it wasn't snowing or anything like that. But it had been snowing. the The temperature in the air couldn't have been more than ten or fifteen degrees. It was freezing, and I you know I grew up in L.A. I lived in Phoenix. I've lived in Houston. I, I don't know how to do this stuff. They take the snow in the stadium that that falls in. Right, it's obviously not a dome. And they brush it off of the seats, but they don't shovel it out of where your feet are. So they oh, give you, they give you a piece of cardboard where you try to like, like tamp down the snow and then put yeah. your feet on the cardboard so you don't have your feet buried in the snow the entire time. Take game. your shoes off. It was so miserable that you're bundled up. And by the way, I get it. I'm a Southern California. Everyone else was dressed exactly the same. Jackets and scarves and gloves and parkas. And everybody's got an extra layer on them that's you know adding a five, six inches to both sides. And everybody, you couldn't even stand up or sit down without the entire aisle standing up or sitting down because you're wedged in like sardines uh. in a can. And it's 20 degrees, 15 degrees, 10 degrees. Then it did get a little gray and snowy the later it went. I've never been more miserable in my life. I experienced it, and I'm glad I did it. It was terrible. I will never, ever seek that out again so, for the rest so of my we're, life. So we're accustomed to going to sporting events where, you know, it's the middle of the summer or maybe it's September or something like that, and it's just you can't avoid the sun. Mm-hmm. It's freaking as hot as can possibly be. I know it, we don't experience humid, but we obviously experience the heat. The heat is there. 
at least I feel like I can kind of try to find a way to get away from the heat. At least I can try to find some shade. At least I could just say, you know what, let me uh, let me just go use the restroom, go get some water. Let me just get away. How do you get away from the cold? You How do you get away from that? You go home. You go home. <laughs> you say, I'm not going. That was yep. the same time they kept the beers in the car with the engine running and the heat on so they wouldn't freeze. My entire My life gosh. has been, how do I keep the beer cold? There, That day was, how do you keep the beer from freezing? You know who's going to be there? Janice. Is she really? Yeah. In which she way? just landed Buffalo in Casey. or Casey? She's because she's working with uh, NBC Peacock, oh. and so she's there to cover the game. Yeah. She's, uh, she, sent, she posted a video on her Twitter um, of landing in KC, and it's just white. Oh. And she's from like Whittier, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so again, you're gonna have a great time. Yeah, Whittier gets snow all that the time. That is so great that that's where you explain. Yeah, she's from Whittier. Like it wasn't like you were. You were at the, maybe he's gonna say Wisconsin. Whittier. Whittier. Yeah, yeah. It's hot in Whittier in the summer. All right. So this is something that's maybe interesting. So this is from Tracy Ford, um, and he says that Cliff Kingsbury could be the next Washington football coach, uh, head coach of Washington. The university. No, no, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. I, I just process. <laughs> Look, if you care about, if you're a fan of the other teams in the Big Ten, yeah. If you're a Washington State fan, you should hope they hire Cliff Kingsbury. Yes. Right. They, I, I would love for somebody to tell me when Cliff Kingsbury's had success somewhere. Right. He had Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech, and it wasn't even that good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I mean, I get it. Handsome. This guy he looks good. He's good in shape. In the interview. Probably good in the interview. I okay. It, he looks like he should be a good football coach, but then you look at the teams that he's had, and they're mid at best. Good luck. Go uh, go Ducks. If, if you if you are an Oregon fan, you, Cliff Kingsbury in uh, Seattle does not scare you all that much. Hot and cold is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN, and it is another chance for you to play golf with me at one of the most beautiful courses in the entire world. Of course, we're talking about Riviera. The Genesis Invitational is coming back to roar in L.A., which means it's time for the Dream Foursome on Monday, January twenty second at Riv. Caller number seven. At 877-710-ESPN wins two tickets to the Genesis Invitational. That, of course, is Tigers Tournament at Riviera. And you will qualify to play golf with me in the Dream Foursome at Riviera. You will have a great time, I promise. We will pick the winner next Tuesday during Lit, the Dream Foursome, thanks to the Genesis Invitational and 710 ESPN. Hot and cold coming up next is Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. And when you pull up to Riviera, if you're lucky enough to win, you know what you're going to see? Silverado, a gleaming white Silverado. That's what I got going right now. And I got it at Rotolo Chevrolet. And if you're thinking about getting that new Chevy car truck, if you've had your eye on one of those Silverados for a long time, get yourself out to Rotolo in Fontana, right off the 210 freeway, Sierra Avenue exit. Tell him that Travis sent you. Mike Capozio is going to be out there. You see him dancing on TV, and he has made it his mission to make sure that you have the customer service experience of a lifetime. And they execute it every single day, week, month, and year. How do I know? Well, they've won Dealer of the Year 13 years in a row. I've been through the whole process myself, right, with Eddie and with Armando and with Frank and with Owen and with Jabari, right on down the line. Everybody you deal with at Rotolo Chevrolet is going to make you feel great about your purchase. Courteous, transparent, upfront, you feel good. That's what they do at Rotolo every single day. Day 
R-O-T-O-L-O, RotoloChevy.com, online if you can't get in, right off the 210 freeway, Sierra Avenue exit in Fontana. And when you go in, tell them that Travis sent you. All right. So Emma Stone was at the Laker game last night. Uh, She was watching her favorite team, which is the Phoenix Suns, play. And as she was walking off of her courtside seat, she passed by uh, the Suns bench and, you know, waved, said hi, and then left uh, the Crypto.com Arena. And people are speculating that she was waving towards Grayson Allen. But you know who was right next to Grayson Allen? Devin Booker. Someone she's already been seen talking to. So guys, <laughs> chill out. Nobody wants to talk to Grayson Allen. Therefore, Whoa. it's not Whoa. about Grayson Allen. Okay? And this Whoa. could be your UVA showing right here. I know yeah. that you loathe Grayson Allen. Is that what we're talking about here? I think a Pretty lot much. of people do, by the way. <laughs> yeah, he's very unlikable. Uh, he- but, but... Um, I don't know. You know, maybe it was Grayson. Trav, how do we know? How, 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 how do we know in this scenario? Look, I don't like saying this, but Emily's right. <laughs> Grayson Allen is just a deeply – he's got that thing that yeah, even – I'm yeah, not an anti-Duke. Yeah. I'm not a Carolina guy or UVA or any of those other ACC schools. It's just one of those – I don't like that guy. <laughs> there's, there's just he's got he a punch face. People, he he tripped. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he, he was dirty for a long yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, you're right. No, yeah. and he's a dookie. Yeah. Right, dookies are hard to get together. And then with. I can't remember who it was but on the bench next to Grayson Allen. I was like, I don't know who that is, which is fine. You don't have to know who Emma that Stone is. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> also, Emma Stone sounds a little bit like me because she has very serious vocal fry. And so right now I have a little bit of like vocal fry uh, going on. And she's got kind of like a deeper register just yeah, to begin with. Yeah. And okay, so so you said Em, she's from Phoenix, right? So I was a little confused here because, and I don't know what her ties to San Diego is at all. But Chav, I mentioned this to you yeah. out of nowhere. When the Padres were playing the Mets in that wild card and they beat them two games to one, Emma Stone was completely decked out in Padres gear. I'm like, is she from San Diego? Okay, so I never, I never put the pieces together. Maybe she really loved one athlete when she was growing Could've. up in the yeah. Padres. Kind of like how DeAndre likes the Eagles, even though he has no physical ties to the city of Philadelphia himself. And then additionally, Emma Stone says that she applies to Jeopardy every summer, but she refuses to go on the celebrity version of Jeopardy <laughs> because she wants to quote-unquote earn her stripes. Okay, so I, 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 rep- I respect the flex and that she doesn't want to get the, the, the easy way out right but why not go on to celebrity jeopardy dominate dust everybody exactly silly go in there and blow the doors off the place and then make your case like if emma stone went on celebrity jeopardy and said listen this is too easy for me i want the real deal they'd put her on in an instant wouldn't they they would yeah Yeah. of course they would yeah you just gotta you gotta earn your way in there (laughs) absolutely all right so now time for uh who's cold and now tom for what's cold how about the SMU rush talk? <laughs> All right, so let me explain this to you. So there are sides, quote unquote, of TikTok. You you start watching a video and then you get a lot of things around something in the similar vein. So right now I have been on SMU rush TikTok. So SMU is a um, university in Dallas, right, uh, Trav? Yeah, just, yeah. yeah. Um, in Dallas area. And so these girls are uh, wealthy girls and they will go in front of the camera and they have for those who didn't experience sorority recruitment, sorority rush, you kind of have outfits that you're supposed to wear each day and you have suggestions. At SMU, they had to wear the SMU Panhellenic t-shirt. They give them t-shirts to everybody rushing and then everything else, you can wear whatever you want and it's typically like jeans, nice shoes 
and jewelry. So these girls will go in from the camera and say, uh, so I got my Rush t- shirt, I got my Hermes bracelet, I got my Cartier watch, these earrings are from Marc Jacobs, whatever, whatever the heck it is. And so people have been going and calculating how much, how expensive these Their outfits, outfits are. are. And these outfits are Nineteen thousand dollars. That's not an exact. That's, that's not really... an exaggeration. One of the girls in the video was nineteen thousand, and like, so, like the girl next to her also did her like OOTD and outfit of the day, and uh, <laughs> and it was only a thousand dollars. Oh, she's you know? on, on a budget. Exactly, it's <laughs> insane. Um, you know when I went through Rush. You know, you had things, you wanted to have nice things. Specifically at UVA, it it was this time of year too, you wanted to have a nice coat. Because you give the coat to the girl, and she could sometimes, at certain sororities, looked at the label and made a decision about you based on the label of your coat. So, regardless. uh, Yeah, this is an insane side of TikTok that I'm on right now. It's so differently for men and women. Right. Not that men can't get into expensive things and clothes and jewelry and watches and things like that, but especially college men, guys, boys, like they, they, it's, I want to play it as slow and as low key as possible. Like I (laughs) throw your couch into the ocean or, or I wear flip flops, board shorts and a hoodie every day for five years. This is what I do. And this is, if you want me in this cool, if you don't, then you're an idiot. I should be, you know, I'll go do whatever I want. This idea that I'm going to put together a $19,000 outfit. That's not a boy thing. That, that feels more like a a girl thing. It's funny because I think. I, I don't know if it's a phase or it's not a phase or whatever the case is, but sometimes, and I find it funny, you know, Michelle will say, can you imagine that this was 300 something dollars and I ended up paying $45 for it? Poshmark. We both, got, we both got like a score right there, right? Yeah. Like you did it or, or hey, we, yeah. we joke around about you're going to Ross or TJ Maxx or you're going to Nordstrom Rack, whatever they're selling at the department store, you're getting it for a percentage of – some people they look at it differently, and and they want you to know that that watch is this brand. They want you to know that that belt is that brand. Doesn't do anything for me, right. but it's we, we'd be lying if we didn't say. But that. But when, there, when there was the last time you went up to someone and be like, "Oh, what kind of coat is that?" You feel me? Like you never ask. So I don't do that. You know I don't saying? do that. But I think then, people who are she might into, clock it. Right. You might yeah. clock that. Okay, you know, someone might be coming with nice shoes. I, like for like what? Michael Funches has yeah. great taste in right. shoes. And you can say, oh, six shoes, but you right. also know maybe how much money you spent on them. I'll be honest. I think what you just said, Em, is right. Like, I clock expensive things. I never ask. But if you have a really nice watch on, I will notice it. And and I I couldn't tell you, like, to the dollar, but I could say, okay, that's a $200 watch. That's a $2,500 watch. Like, you can – those are things that I kind of do know. And, and expensive men's shoes. Like, I don't, I'm not a sneaker head yeah. guy, but yeah. like, I can tell you, oh, that's a, that's a $200 pair of shoes yeah. from this. Uh, that, that's 800 bucks. Like, yeah. you, those, those balances, pop off. bro. Right, right. <laughs> See, the, um, only, the only, sorry, I'm, go ahead. You go, you go. No, the only thing that gets my eye like that is a soccer jersey. Like, I look at the name in the back. If it's just a blank, I'm like, okay, that's cool. But then I'm thinking, damn, is it authentic? Right. Yeah, is, it's is, is it the in, replica? Yeah. I'm right. like, yeah, and I want to look at the past, but I'm not going to go up to someone and be like, hey, man, can you uh, show me your patch real yeah, quick? Well, you got weird. The, like, it's, it's your lane, right? Yeah. Like, Emily's talking about sorority rush at UVA. Mm-hmm. It's the coat. Like, for 
watches and shoes yeah. are things that I recognize. A jersey. Slee, do you have that thing that if you notice it, even if you don't ask, like, uh, yeah, I know exactly what that is because I kind of want one of those. <laughs> I don't think there's some that stands out. I, I think that world of, like, if somebody has a really nice watch, I could tell it's a nice watch, but I got to be honest with you, I don't know what that price point is. Yeah. You know, I, I just don't. Or maybe maybe it falls more to you could see certain cars. It's like, okay, I know that car is this or that car is that, but mm-hmm. that, not not as much the clothes. Specifically for this one brand, it's called Golden Goose. It's these shoes. They, are, they come distressed. They come looking like they have been worn for years, and they are multiple hundreds of dollar shoes and it's just like that stuff doesn't it's crazy to me another set of TikTok that i'm on do you guys know about the store called sephora yes it's yeah. makeup right yeah. it's a makeup store yeah all right so um when i was growing up there as all a, the time yes as a kid in middle school i would go to like claire's if i was i didn't have a ton of money i go to claire's get my ears piercing and all that cute stuff so that's what i used to do when i was a kid well, i went these kids I'm not lying. Yeah. right now, like 10, 11, 12, are taking over Sephora's and pillaging this one segment of the store, which is on skincare. And they have this skincare there called Drunk Elephant, which is so expensive. Okay, I have one thing from it. And I and it's lasted me a year and a half. Like that's because it's it's so expensive. And these kids will pick up like three or four of these things and like fight each other for these drunk elephants. Like when I go to Sephora now, makeup just, fight club. It's full of ten year olds. And I'm like, why are ten year olds buying expensive skincare? Because somebody and I'm not I'm gonna sound like the because somebody on TikTok said they should. Exactly. And, and I that know, I and, know. and that's why and that's why we're all doomed. And then I have to fight these 10-year-olds to get my moisturizer. That's why the weather is the weather in Buffalo. Pretty much. Pretty much. That's right. Who's hot? Who's cold? Brought to you by NextGen, the official AC, heat, and plumbing company of SoCal sports fans. Call 833-3-NEXGEN or visit NextGenAaronPlumbing.com. Can I ask a a sorority recruitment question, Em? Sure. Do... Are, are were there theme days at UVA like yes. when you're going through like today's Cowboy Day? So or... for us, it's uh, first day is you wear some sort of white. Second day is philanthropy day. And then you have house sisterhood day. Yeah, how like yes. W- what's the point of all that? So that you have kind of like a theme of what you're talking about with these girls. So okay. like they come to the house. So for house tour for philanthropy day, we we explain our philanthropy, what we're trying to do, and then when you're talking to these girls, you might ask them what their philanthropic efforts are mm. in the community, what their goals are, and stuff like that. So it kind of gives a direction for the con- for the conversation instead of just like, oh my god, like who who you like. That's a know. really good answer, and it's thoughtful, and it's what I would expect. And from I you. was part of the um, council in my sorority. So. I believe you. <laughs> So when my daughter is like, oh, my God, those boots, they're so cool. What's that? Like, that doesn't sound philanthropic. That just sounds vapid. (laughs) It depends on the sorority that you are in. My sorority cared about our philanthropy. I cannot speak on your daughter's sorority. For those who don't know, Kelly does not sound like that. (laughs) And then she takes 47 pictures of herself. And that does sound like every sorority. Oh, my goodness. Kelly, stop doing that. What? What? I've I've been watching. She's sitting on the couch. Stop it! Drives me at the right angle. (laughs) That's exactly what she says. That's exactly. It's like no, that one's not good. You've been in the living room. Michelle says it it to me all the time. Oh, yep. Yeah, I, I got to get a point five. Got to get a point five. Well, because point five is the best gosh. version of way to do it. Oh, the hey, dub coming up next. It's, it's the one where they bring the lips. They pucker the lips. 
Like the duck lips. And nobody does duck lips oh, anymore, stop. guys. That's oh, like no, back no, in the millennial. No, no, it's no, coming okay. back. They do it ironically. They do it ironically. They do it all. It may be being done ironically, but I every time it's I see a resurgence. her, it's yeah. everywhere. It's like Daffy Duck convention. They're all over the place. <laughs> well said. The, 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 the dumb thank you, Jorge. The dumb is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Slee, I am all over prize picks this weekend, as I always am, because it's just, well, in a word, it's fun. You can win money, and it's not complicated. Put the prize picks app on your phone, and tell me what you think about this. Puka Nakua, more or less than 76 and a half yards. Mm. Cooper Cup, more or less than 99 and a half yards. That's prize picks. Pick between two and six players, and you can win up to 25 times your money. It's that easy. Price Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. Like Trav said, just more than or less than two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Something to keep in mind with the Price Picks Sports app, you could be making your picks right up to the fourth quarter. Join the 7 million Price Picks fans today. This weekend is a great time to do it. You could pick some NBA games, Lakers and the Utah Jazz tomorrow. All the NFL games are obviously going to be there as well. Here's the best part. It takes about 60 seconds to submit your entry. Just go to pricepicks.com forward slash 710. Use that code 710 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Must be present in certain states. Visit pricepicks.com for restrictions. You know what helps? I, now, in my defense, I've only been working in radio for 30 years, so this is something that is new to the game. <laughs> Turn the volume on your headphones up loud enough to actually hear what's going on. Yeah. I had it. Uh, oh, on, for the looky. Yeah, I did. I did. You I'm look like, at me. I'm like, you're looking at me oh. like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. What are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, no, you're good. <laughs> like, what's the big deal, Slee? I'm looking around like, we're good, right? Like, I, I don't know. Three more minutes. Something? We got well, three minutes till we're back. I think you were shocked by the very first item on the dump, which is that Top Gun 3 oh. is now in the works with um, Tom Cruise, Glenn Powell, uh, and the director of Maverick will be back. Going to need to hear one more name. Uh, she was not listed on there yeah, as of right now. There, brother. Um, she's not, not attached there. quite yet. She'd make the cut. Okay. Yeah. But no budget. <laughs> There's no budget. <laughs> yep. Look, if, if it's a budgetary issue, then uh, reach out. I'll chip in 30. <laughs> it's a cause you believe in. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, we can do a GoFundMe. Yeah, I was using GoFundMe. That's exactly where I was at. It's like I couldn't think of the, the name of it. Um, here's. Jennifer Conley needs to be in Top Gun 3. Let me just get that out. It's going to be like holding in a sneeze. I need to say it. Uh, you can keep making Top Gun movies as long as Tom Cruise is in them because he's Maverick. He's the movies. Uh, you can swap out Goose. You can swap out Glenn Powell and all these other guys. But if Tom Cruise is there, I'm going to go see nothing. that movie. Yeah, yeah, you got nothing if he's not there. Yep. Right, right. And look – Penny Benjamin has been a part of the first two. She was mentioned in the first one, not shown, but mentioned. And then, of course, you know, Jennifer Connelly's character in Maverick. Who says no, Slee? Yeah, I'm surprised she wasn't, uh, you know, part of the uh, the beginning here. Maybe. You know, just right out the gate that she's on the, uh, on the <laughs> Top Gun 3 starring Jennifer Connelly. And Tom Cruise. Top Gun Penny. <laughs> Top Gun. Kind of Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> yes. The Top font Gun is Penny. just small for Tom Cruise. <laughs> it barely even shows. It's like uh, with Tom Cruise, not like in the that, main That's right. Featuring Tom Cruise, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, it was today in 2024, today, the Mean Girls movie musical 
comes out. You, you're waiting till Monday to see it in? Yeah, I'm seeing it on Monday with my friends because they have off for Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and so we're going to go to see it there. Uh, I'm very excited. I'm going to wear pink. AMC is giving out um, burn book popcorn holders <laughs> okay. where you open up the cover and the popcorn's inside of it. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, re- I'm really excited. And have you guys seen these buses around L.A.? Uh, so You told me about them. I haven't seen them. So I've seen these buses, and on the side of it, it says, look both ways, Regina. Um, I think the marketing for it is pretty great. Look, my Mean Girl credentials are well established. I like that movie. I think it's a funny movie. I think it's a good movie. Um, this movie, I, I'll see it on a streamer. I'm not going to go. But to your a girl theater. Jenna. But I'm in. I, I, I will definitely see it. But I'm going to. You tell me, Em. Am I wrong to feel like this could be something less than good? Yeah, you're you're probably on that that track. Also, if you went, I don't know, by yourself. No, I get arrested. <laughs> you know, it'd be a weird <laughs> yeah. vibe in that theater. Yeah, one for Mean Girls the Musical. <laughs> Do you have uh, kids, sir? No. No, I'm here by myself. Uh, sir, you, we're not going to let you in. You sure, you're not seeing Iron Claw. <laughs> I'm telling you, I you you got another you got two more rave reviews in my house. Yeah. You uh you sold that one pretty well. So are uh, you gonna go see it or no? Not a chance. Okay. Um <laughs> yeah, I will be on Paramount Plus. Wh- when it shows up on a streamer and yeah, I'll start it yeah. and if it gets me, I'll I'll finish it. Oppenheimer, uh, by, February by the way, it it will get you. I don't so doubt it. Whenever you decide to watch it, you will I think you will like the movie. You guys know me well enough. It's not that I wouldn't like it. I'm sure I would. It's the act of getting to a movie theater that is the barrier of entry for me. Because if I'm out, going to get something to eat. I'm going to go watch have baseball. The I'm going to go watch baseball. Go right? Watch baseball. I, I, the movie theater is is down the Fernando's list of things. On. Fernando documentary is on. I used him in my Immaculate Grid this morning, just telling you. First stop, always try to find a spot for Fernando. Uh, today, January 12th, 2001, Slee. Downtown Disney open to the public in Anaheim. Yeah, the, of course, California Adventure, Downtown Disney on what used to be the uh, Disneyland parking lot. They built yep. mm-hmm. they built all that stuff out. Um, do you go down there a lot? Do you, do you ever spend yeah. any time? I, I, we go to the parks pretty regularly, but Downtown Disney is uh, kind of the thing you walk through to get into yeah. the parks. You get the monorail from there, too. Oh, yeah, so that, you can yeah. that's park, a good hack. walk. And then take the monorail, you're inside the park. That That's, corn dog that you like is uh, oh, in downtown Disney, right? Corn dogs. Where's that? Tell me more. It's literally like where the monorail entrance is. <laughs> yeah. Lego stores there. Yeah. And there's like a little bunch of like kiosks, little stores, little carts. And it's a corn dog. It's a corn store? dog cart. Oh, a cart. Yeah. So they have like five different flavors of corn dogs there. Tell me the flavors again. Uh, it's the regular, the original one. In. The other one's like uh, like a pickle dog. Just a pickle dog. In. And then you have the one that's super like crusty, like like a lot, like a hard crust. I think on I'm it. out on that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But they have like different flavors. Slee, yeah, you're a corn dog man. Uh, I haven't done corn dog in a long time. Um, if there's a place to do it, that's got to be the spot, right? You got to do it there. You got to do it at a fair. It's like one of these places where. This is what they're known for. Like, this is all they're doing, and they're freaking burning these things through. There's a line there. I, I would do it in, in under those circumstances. Emily, I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say that you were a Lizzie McGuire person. Lizzie McGuire yes. premiered in, on this day in 2001. You were a Lizzie McGuire kid? Yeah, Lizzie McGuire burned itself into my memory. I feel like my first conscious thoughts Which were actor of Lizzie played McGuire. Her? Hillary Duff. Hillary Duff. Uh, my first conscious thoughts of watching a television show was L- Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> uh, I, I, I love that. It had one of the scariest episodes as a kid, too, and then had a movie that did really well was released in theaters uh yeah lizzie mcguire i 
dressed up as her for multiple Halloweens. Uh, yeah, love Lizzie, and uh, this is a big day for me. They tried to get Disney reboot on Disney Plus, didn't work out. Um, but I would with Hillary that. Duff as like an adult Lizzie yep. McGuire. Yep, I would have watched it, but you know, it didn't happen. But I'm still holding on hope. Ramona Shelburne, Momo in the house. Momo, were you a Lizzie McGuire person? I feel like I know what that is, but I don't remember. Disney it. Channel, Hillary Duff. No. Emily, you want to try to refresh her nah, memory? I think, I don't know. I think it was maybe not okay. her generation. Or after my time. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know every episode. What? Which no, episode? you don't. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the one where... <laughs> I remember it, Mace. That's a Lizzie good one, Lizzie went to school and a boy was Winter's mean to her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She had to call her yep. mom. And yeah. Good bet. He looked another locker bet. room. What do the, the kids locker? watch? Like, what is the show that's on in your house way too much? Um. Well, I don't let the baby watch anything yet. I don't okay. let Jacob watch. Really? Why? Okay. Yeah. Babies, you, know, you can how just stick a baby ha- in front of the TV and let him watch stuff, don't I you? Know, it's really good With for the brains. With a Capri and some Takis. Oh, look at, look at Trap. <laughs> we may have done that a little bit. <laughs> I think I overdid that with the oldest one because oh, it was yeah. COVID. Like, he was... It, he was like 18 months when COVID hit, or maybe he was even younger than that. Like maybe like 17 months, and we were like, "Oh man, we just going Coco Melon all day, aren't we?" We, we like we were, right. And so I just don't want to do that with Jacob because Danny's a little. I don't want to say addicted, but like he'll get the tablet in front of him, and you're like, Daniel. Hello, hello, and you put your hand up, and he's like, doesn't so, pay attention, and I just, you when, know. When my kids were that age, yeah. the tablet hadn't really become a thing yet, right. yeah, so thing. you had to actually put them in front of the real uh-huh. TV, but when Susan and I, we needed 15 minutes to just eat something yeah. without having oh, yeah. to do it. That's fine. Turn that TV on, put on Elmo, and f- they were tran- in a trance. And it lasted about right. 15 minutes, and then they'd lose it, and we only did it. I four went through or five a Coco Melon stage, and it was like those songs are forever burned into my brain. Right, like, catch the vegetables because they taste the incredible. wheels. All of us yep. go around. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> like, also the Bluey theme. The Bluey oh, theme. Bluey. Yeah. The Blues Clues you're talking no, no, about. Bluey. 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 Oh, okay. So I'll I got it. invited to Paw Patrol in a couple weeks. It's out oh. here at the Peacock Theater. All right, you, Paw you're Patrol in for live sure, show, right? Yeah. I, I do not speak this language. Paw Patrol, <laughs> yeah. Paw Patrol, we'll be there on the double. Yeah, I, I need uh, Blitz or yeah. whenever <laughs> you're in trouble. Rosetta Stone for Barney. Rosetta Stone, yeah. Hey, tra- hey Trav, are, Trav, aren't, aren't we the, the same exact way? You know, Ramona, you're saying that you put the kid, give the kid an iPad, and they're just, you know, gone for 15, 20 minutes, whatever I mean, sometimes it is. it is necessary, but... But we, I don't know about you guys, I can sit on my phone, I freaking forget I'm on there for oh, yeah. 15 minutes, and Hour. I'm just scrolling yeah. through nothing. I know. Yeah, no, it's it's just, it's background all, your brain's yeah. on like autopilot. Last, last night I'm watching the Lakers game, and by the way, this is a crazy setup, so you know, me and Ireland each got massage chairs for Christmas. I heard, I heard about, about this. this. Okay. Yeah. And so we bought, we bought him two for one, he's had one for years, I've never had one. It's unreal. So, <laughs> so listen, I'm living in this thing. And the great thing are is- Are you eating in it? There, uh, I'm eating oh, it. Yeah. There are speakers right by your head. Oh, my and God. And you can Bluetooth the game. Oh, oh my God. Wow. So I'm like totally <laughs> enveloped. In the game, I feel it's almost like, like I'm a there. home theater. That sounds like almost too much. The it's it's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> for a game, it's great. For a, but I that game sucked though. Oh yeah, it was I terrible. like being able to that tune game, out I went a to that. Bit. I went to that game. Were you there? I those are four hours of my life I will never yeah, get that back. Was that, a, was yep, a, that was like sleep. That was the dog. worst crowd I've been to all They're year. They're behind by seventeen well, points. Wait, wait, you, can't you can't blame the crowd. The crowd, the team, everybody. It was terrible. Everything. I was like, we all should have just stayed home. And then the crowd. It was, there was no energy in that they arena. They had nothing to cheer tip. for. 
There's nothing to cheer Phoenix for. Phoenix just, sh- you know, shot the lights out in the first quarter. What, but it was, Momo, and what it was about over. the electricity when they were up seven to six? Nope. Their only lead of Palpable, the game. Palpable, Mace. No, you could feel it. Was, the was the, the building arri- was buzzing. Oh, you can feel it. <laughs> Who's the one who would it. say late arriving crowd? Is that Chikern or is that a Vin Scully? Vin Scully. I believe that was It was a late arriving crowd because it was a 7 p.m. tip, which is a little earlier than. I mean, we I like the 7 p.m.s, but. But, you know, it's harder for people to get there in time. Yeah. Okay. Jorge, you know what we should do? A mm. little super crosstalk. <laughs> so, obviously, Ramona in for John today. Mace, I got a question for you. Yes. And I'm going to take you out of the running. Okay. I'm I'm not included. You are not included. In this field. Okay. You are not included in this field. Today's Howard Stern's 70th birthday. Oh, what a, okay. what a legend. Is he the greatest radio personality ever? Yes, I think so. Right? Yeah, he is. He is. Because I was—I mean, I'm thinking of like Casey Kasem, that, Rick Casey Kasem. Yep. But are those personalities, or are those just? Hi, we're here on the Hot well, 100. Well, and Casey DJs. Kasem, when that uh, he had the read about the dead dog. <laughs> How am I supposed to come out of How an upbeat number? <laughs> Do it. We should find that. But there, that there's classic. Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. There, there are By the way, others. Rush Limbaugh for sure. Is soup. I, and you I know, know politics pol- aside, he's an unbelievable. As broadcaster. a broadcaster, as an yeah. entertainer, I stole a lot from Rush have. Limbaugh. By the way, pounding the table, you know yep. where that came that came from that's Rush. A Rush. That's yeah. that came you know from who Rush. Else is really good on the radio? Hmm. Stephen A. Smith. Oh, Stephen yeah. A's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean great. I, l- listen, I don't know how many times I've watched the latest podcast. Oh, the uh, Jason the Whitlock one? one? Oh, my God. The Whitlock it's, one is just... It doesn't even matter what it's about. It's the delivery of every single line and the, the cadence and the passion and the fire and the, the parts where he just really goes where I can't say on air. The, the, yeah. the speed he goes at. Speed. Yeah, the rate yep. speed. But also, yeah. it t- takes forever to get to the points, but it also... I'm, but he I'm, builds anticipation. But he builds... I mean, it is... Yeah. It is entertaining. I'm always impressed when somebody is yeah. a very hi. We're here on the hot well, very, uh, a very clean broadcaster. Yeah, word. I call it word, word perfect. perfect. I'm not a word perfect broadcaster. I'm just a. Excuse bleh. me. Yeah, I'm just like throw it all out there. Word salad. That's not word perfect. Word salad. No, it's not word salad. No, I'm word salad. You you can be a little word salad. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys count podcasters as basically the the, the I same? I think that's a separate category because yeah, it's I a agree. relatively new media. It, it's different, like because Howard, obviously, highly, highly intelligent, mm-hmm. deeply interesting, deeply curious. Yeah, and, and I think that's what makes him so good. He's hilarious. He's outrageous. Yep. Yeah, like he 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 checked every single box. Yep, and. He was unique, right? Before Howard, there have been Imus, for instance. There yeah, were guys Imus. before yep. him that would say that would were shocking, but Howard was shocking and really funny and very likable and deeply, to me at least, deeply, deeply interesting. Yeah, and by the way, has matured as yes. a broadcaster. Is not the same guy at seventy than he was <laughs> at forty, no. right? Uh, I'll tell you the this this is a true story. Uh, when I was on the air in New York, um, they have this thing called the New York Radio Awards. And they had a category for best morning show. And I remember three of the nominees. One was Scott Shannon from uh, Shannon PLJ in, the in New York. Uh, one was Imus and one was Stern. I don't remember the fourth one, but the fifth one was Mason and Sue Kalinske oh, on wow. really? WNW in New York. I'm sure we barely squeaked in there. <laughs> You're yeah. on there. It's yeah, an honor to be nominated. I'm on there. And Stern, of course, won, and he should win every single year. 
Uh, but I, I that was like one of the greatest charges of my life. You insane. Hi, we're here on the Hot well, 100. Well, you really like that drop of me. Yeah, hey. I thought it was a pretty good drop. Hot 100. Yeah, I, hi, I, I was trying to come up with somebody that you could throw in there other than Howard, and I just I yeah, struck no, out. No, no. I mean, nobody, nobody is in that in that class, really. Yeah. Really. Trap, can you give your, your two minutes, because you promoted it, the Today's the Day murder trial Oh, so OJ. it was today in 1995 that the OJ trial started. Oh. Right? And and we're all I feel like we had this on in our classrooms. So, I was in high school, I think. We did. I, yeah, when, I was it, like it on was in on. classrooms? I think middle so. Middle school was for me. I mean, it, maybe it just feels like it was, but I feel like so we were watching it. When it started, I had not started <laughs> my radio career, right? right. But I it was in the working pool. By the time it ended, I had started to work for Jim. So right. I, I kind of transitioned. I remember, and I don't know if I've ever done this with anything other than a talk show or a game, listening to the trial on the radio drive. Because wow. I was in outside, so I was selling copiers and fax machines for Canon Astro. Okay. He right. still does on the oh. side, right? You still have yeah. Saul Goodman. Yeah, he's still, he's, he's still he's selling fax top machines. Top three right That's now so in Los Angeles right? County. Door-to-door right? fax machine <laughs> yeah. salesman. Wait, give me a pitch. If you're interested, I, I got a guy. I got <laughs> Wait, a guy I want to hear the pitch. Sure. Can I hear the pitch? Well, it depends. Do you want to increase your productivity? Or are we yep. looking for a little more streamlined office right. situation? I had a whole thing. It's been nice. 30 years, so I don't remember no, it all I that well. I think you do. But it's, it's in there. <laughs> I could get it out. Um, you, It was covered like a sporting event. Yes. Like it, it, when they break for lunch, and here would come the expert. I remember listening to KNX. And what was the other? It's KFWB at the time. It's KFWB, long, KFWB sure. is gone now. But KFWB. Was there traffic on the ones? Is that their yeah, thing or whatever it was? Yeah, traffic on the Yeah. News 9. They bring in their legal experts and break down the morning part oh, of the yeah. trial like you're a doing show. The, a halftime show. Hi, we're here on the Hot well, 100. Then, <laughs> and you guys just the judge really made this I just look at the stats. It was like nothing I've ever experienced, and I don't think there. I don't think you could ever have something like that ever. No. Again. Do, do you remember every night on the local news? Where were every you night. the moment the verdict was announced? Oh. We had just gone off the air. We had just gone off the air by like an hour, and what, then the what year was, was it? Ninety seven. I'm bad at that game. That sounds right. I, I'm, right. Yeah. That, Where that were you when you heard right. the verdict? I think I was in high school. So it, it would, it, was it in the class or not? Probably. I don't remember class the room. moment. God, class I remember exactly me. where I was. I was living in an apartment in uh, Playa, uh, Playa del Rey, and I remember sitting on my bed staring at the TV, locked in, as they were ready to announce it. And uh, I could only think how many people in the world or at least in this country, really was. we're watching Everybody. that at that moment. It's one of the last great moments of the monoculture where we were all doing the yeah. same thing at the same what time. What a great the word. The monoculture. That, that, I've heard that. Emily mentioned it earlier today. That's a great yeah. word. Where, because now everybody's fractured. They do their own thing. You yeah. listen to that podcast. You listen to a different that one. That just changed my life, yeah. that word. Mono- yeah. Yeah. I'm going to use it. I'm going to use monoculture this weekend, and it's going to be at the no, wrong no, time. Don't, don't use it. it. Use I'm going to use it at the wrong use time. Use it during yeah. the pregame show tomorrow. <laughs> yep. You talk. Yep. But yeah, it was the Utah. Mark Utah does have a monoculture. monoculture. Utah exactly. does have a monoculture. That's a very good point. Yeah, thank yes. you. Thank you. I, uh, you know what? That's my walk. Yeah, there shot. you go. You guys take good. it from here. Excellent. I got Excellent. High school baseball to watch. Yeah, there you go. I'm gonna uh, be like that on the on the back end of this show too. Uh, Trav's out the door. So Slee, what's uh, what uh, what's your take on the Rams Sunday night? Uh, Travis is leaving. I'm gonna ask Slee yeah, no, what his take on the Rams. Yeah, he's gone. So uh, we had we had we had Demarco come on. Oh, good. Good. So your take's gonna be. DeMarco's pretty much DeMarco's, take. yeah. Okay. No, no, no. It, it is, and, and the reason why I set up DeMarco, um, I, I think 
this is the last matchup that you want if you're the Lions. I think it's the matchup that you want if you're the Rams. And even though it's, it's funny, Emily asked me, she's like, hey, are, are me and Travis being homers that we think the Rams are going to win? And I guess a lot of experts are picking the Lions. I don't feel that way. I don't have a dog in the fight. I, I, th- I love the Jared Goff underdog story and trying to you know prove to others that he can make it happen. Yeah, I, I think the Lions, by no surprise, do I think the Lions will win this game. And, and, and I think it's going to be close, and I wouldn't be shocked at all if they won. So this Hi, is going to so come as a surprise, but <laughs> okay. I am a homer. Uh, you have I, no fear in this game. I have no fear of this game. I just feel like this is the matchup that I wanted all along. I want to see Jared Goff with the entire world on his shoulders, that that really big chip on his shoulders, and see if he can overcome Sean McVay, overcome the guy he was traded for, Matthew Stafford. And you know what I say? Rams are going to rip their hearts out. So I I have a little confession to make about this. I am not a killer. Like, I'm... I was thinking about Matthew Stafford on the way in. Okay. And we used to play teams, and, and I always, you know, of course, I always wanted to win. Right. Uh, but I I would get, I would I would identify with the other team, too. Like, I would empathize. There was a part of me There's no, that, in sports, there's no room for empathy. I know. That's why I'm not a killer. Yeah. Like, I'm just, like, we would play in the College World Series, and I knew that, if we won, we were moving forward. If we lost, they would, you know, if we lost, that we were out or whatever it was. Right. And I remember that finality of it was hard for me, but I almost was like, I felt bad for the other team when we beat them. Yeah. Like, like Interesting. I, I even, when we would eliminate them from, or we'd send them home. Or, during the regular season, it didn't matter, but when you get to the playoffs or the, you know, the regionals or whatever it is, the World Series, there's a sort of finality to it, like, we move forward, you go home. And you have to have a selfishness about you. You have to have a, we want to win. Yes. And that means you're going to lose. Correct. And I, I sort of felt bad for my opponent sometimes. Like, I remember we eliminated, and this is crazy, we eliminated Cal. And I sort of felt bad for them because mm. this one girl that I knew I was kind of friends with, she made an error in the game. And I was like, she's going to think about that her whole life. You know yep. what you are, Momo? <laughs> Soft. 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 Or and just so, a good person. Yeah. No, there's no room. You you don't no, have to be soft in sports to be a good person. But like if I'm Matthew well, well, Stafford it, right now, it, this is, it, the it, reason it, I'm it, thinking about this mm-hmm. is Matthew Stafford. Okay. So this man gave the best years of his career to the Lions and their organization. Yes. He finally left because they all kind of understood. You gave it everything you had. We couldn't get, put a team around you. It, we want to do this for you. Trade you to contender where you want to go. He goes on, wins a Super Bowl. Yeah. But now, the team that couldn't win while he was there, like he knows how much this game means to the city of Detroit sure. and the Lions and everybody in that organization and that whole. He, I mean, there has to be some mixed emotions for him that he's going to go on to that. Like he doesn't. Oh, hate I'm the sure Lions. it's emotional. Yeah, but I think he does want to rip their hearts out. Yeah. Well, I, I, Ramona, I thought you were setting that up for Goff. Like I thought, yeah, what no, you were trying been, to no, say. Yeah, God's I, I, easy. But God's what I like, thought, oh, you traded me. You lost faith in me. I'm gonna prove to you that it's wrong. But what I so, went, but yeah, what I ahead. meant by that is that you, you know, how you were saying you show sympathy for the other side. Yeah. That's what I thought you were gonna go to for Stafford. I mean, what's left to prove? You already got your Super Bowl. It's you not already about proving. proved that you it's can that make it happen. He just wants another one. Mm-hmm. Whereas 
for the Lions. Like, he knows how heavy this game is for that city. He's going He's back everything. there. He's going to go into the stadium like he used to. He's First home drive game since 1991. Way. Yeah. Like, the whole city's into this. Yeah. Detroit loves the Lions. Like, do you know how long-suffering Lions fans are? Yeah, I mean, are? they're a sort of a Cinderella story built. They, Detroit doesn't get any of the nice things. They didn't nice give things. up on Matthew Stafford. They set him free. Right. And now he's coming back to rip their hearts out. I like that you said that. Rip their Mace, hearts Mace, out. Mace, where are you watching the game? Uh, I am watching, just at home, in the massage chair, with the speakers <laughs> right by my ears. No, so no, you're no, a killer. Be- yeah, you ripped their hearts out. Do I, I, look, I, I Lions were my backup team. When the Rams were three and six, I thought to myself, okay, we're, I'm going to root for the Lions. Okay. Now, I'm like, hell no, rip their hearts out. Okay, Lions beat the Rams. Are you going to still root for them? Yes. Okay. okay. He's got yeah. some heart in there. Yeah. No, I mean, if Jared Goff wins this game, I'll be like, all right, Jared. I mean, I, I always think I am a little soft. You are soft. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, we're here on the Hot well, 100. Then, uh, <laughs> All right, Supercross. Like <laughs> yeah, who's it brought you to you by? Supercross Talk is brought to you by In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out Burger, that's what a hamburger is all about. Mason, Ramona coming up next. Guys, have a great weekend. Whoop, whoop.